Hello, my lovelies. I'm Jay Aquarian Insight, and I'm back with another talk. This is our weekly Aquarian Insight. Now, I'm actually going to be talking about victory in this one. I'm very clear on what I'm talking about in this one. I've already done a video called Victory, and that I shared with you some of the Sikh teachings that really kind of spoke to me and that I really liked. And I, I shared those in that. So the victory that I'm talking about here, it's not that, and I'm not going to call this video victory. It's more the idea that you may not win, but you will never lose. Now, in the weekly that we did for this week, witness came up again, right? So it was this closing of this cycle, which was quite magical to see in that reading, witness. And when it came up, because I was doing, I did that reading in the week where witness had already come up. So me being my, my insecure self, I was thinking, oh God, like, you know, is this just because I'm in the week and I'm pulling the same card again? That in and of itself is a message because we can get that sense of, oh God, did I not learn the lesson the first time? Am I repeating this? No, it isn't. We revisit the ending, right? As we close out, I mean, think about the hero's journey. The hero leaves home, goes off on the journey on their adventure and comes back home. So there is a return to the beginning in some sense, but we return changed. And a lot of what this week showed is that. Now, this isn't just an add-on to the weekly tarot messages. I've also been thinking about Diwali. And the weekend that this talk will be posted, we will have had the new moon in Scorpio and Diwali, which is an Indian festival. It's the biggest Indian festival. Within these communities that we work in, if you listen to astrologers or look at the oracle decks that are used for Scorpio season, we talk a lot about Sarwen, Beltane, these kind of spring and autumn or harvest festivals and a lot of societies I mean if you're from different cultures or raised with the teachings of different cultures and countries right religions even each one has its own celebration and that's quite interesting to see so every new moon in Scorpio although it's not new moon in Scorpio in the in Vedic astrology but it is the way we see it western astrologers right it's new moon in Scorpio the volley takes place. It's different every single year because obviously the new moon is on a different date every single year. So part of this talk, it is inspired by the volley. When we have that new moon in Scorpio, right? There is a depth to our understanding. And, you know, in last, in the last talk that I did, I talked about this surrendering to the darkness, really facing it with a clear head and a pure heart. It is what it is. Seeing where we are, seeing who we are, seeing the lay of the land, owning fully who we are. Knowing that the darkness is not something that we battle. I mean, in that sense, and you're thinking, hang on a second, isn't it a bit strange? We're talking about victory when we're, mo we're coming out of this dynamic of the fight of a good versus evil. Well, that's part of why I was inspired by the volley. So the volley is the victory of light over darkness. It's the victory of good over evil or knowledge or wisdom over ignorance. Now I have a bit of an issue with the over part, right? Um, and we'll get into that more, but that's fine, right? So we, it's a way to explain it. We can, we know what we're looking at. And I guess I'm not getting rid of the over or saying it's wrong. I'm saying we can redefine it. We can see it in a different perspective. That's all we're trying to do. Add different layers to our perception and to our awareness and the meaning that we give to things. We'll look more at meanings when we head into Sagittarius season. But the Vali is a festival of light. Now I was raised in the Sikh religion. And so the volley for Sikhs is a little bit different. Sikhs will usually refer to the 
their celebrations on the Diwali festival as Bandi Chor. Bandi Chor Divas, you'll see written everywhere if you are on Instagram and you've got any Sikh friends. That means or refers to a freedom day or liberation day. And me being me, I've combined the two meanings to show, to look at within ourselves, how can we see our own victory um, of our own light, of our own good, of our own wisdom or knowledge, whatever you want to call it. How can we see that as a liberation rather than you lost, I won, right? Rather beyond that, especially when we're looking at ourselves, because if any part of us loses, we lose, right? If any part of us loses, we lose. And I've said this for a year and I, I was very shocked. I remember it was back when I had um, a chronic illness community on Discord. I've been doing the community thing for very many years. And I was talking to someone, we were talking about spiritual things. And, you know, I made a statement to this person and I said, unless we all win, none of us win, right? We all must win or none of us win. And it's the same in that victory video I showed that with the kind of Sikh mottos of that Banth Dijit, which is everyone wins, right? It's victory for everyone. Now I know that sounds a bit stupid, right? It's like, hang on a second. How can everyone win? Then what are we winning if, you know, there's trophies for everyone? That's not what I mean. I mean, we understand that even in our own victory, we have a defeat. So we bear the brunt within ourselves of the win and the loss of the dark and the good. So, you know, of the light and the darkness, we bear it within each of us. Let's put it in the context of the things that we've been talking about. This is not going to be a very long video, but if you have been on this journey in your own darkness of your own shadow, right? And any kind of exploration of our own shadow of our own darkness is also an exploration of our light. One is not present without the other. And that's the kind of point I'm making about the victory as well, right? That there's no victory without defeat. When we look at everything that we have witnessed, everything that we have learned, everything that we have become aware of within ourselves, whether it's our background programming, whether it's the things that we like or dislike, right? Or where we think we're really great and where we are ashamed of the way we behave or our reactions to certain things, all of that, right? So we've taken it on board. We have witnessed so much about ourselves through our shadow. What I would ask you to look at through this is what battles have you been waging on what fronts, right? Now, of course, right, when we have internal battles, internal conflicts, they are always reflected in our outer life. They may be reflected in our relationship with people, in with food, right, or money, whatever it is. What battles have you been waging? How do you end that battle right here, right now, but as the victor? Yes, you may take a defeat, but as the victor, how do you win? Now, to kind of explore this idea a little bit more and to kind of integrate it into, you know, each of our own experiences, because we're all fighting different battles. I want you to think of a real world war or conflict. And that's not too difficult. Go switch your TV on. There's plenty to choose from that you can have a look at. Right. But imagine. So you, you're the emperor. And this isn't just Scorpio, right? This is, I think, a lot of Aries comes into this. You want to go astrologically, I can give you loads like Saturn, all of this stuff we can talk about. But right now I'm talking about you and me, right? So consider a war. There's a conflict. You're the emperor and your empire is at war. When you began that war, when you started fighting whatever it was that you were fighting, there was an outcome that you were going for. What has that battle cost you? 
as an emperor, you may foresee that your empire has been destroyed, right? If there's been bombings, if there's been violence and stuff, you know, you've had towns that have been burnt down. You've had loss of life. Uh, you may have, you know, your money's gone down because you've been spending so much money on this war. It's costing you so much. So we stop for a moment and we think, why did I stop this war? It may have been to prevent someone else from encroaching on your land, right? On your empire. It may have been to expand your empire so you can go move into a different area and there was resistance there. So you start, you know, it began that way that you were trying to expand and you were trying to grow and you, but there was resistance. So you kind of fought for that. It was to provide more for the people of your empire. Now you can apply this to yourself, right? All of these things. You're trying to grow as a person. You're trying to defend yourself against someone who's attacking you. You want to have a greater career, have more money, like whatever it is. You fought these battles for the best of reasons. But anyone that's been in any kind of war or battle, and, you know, I haven't thankfully been in actual battle ever fought. And I have friends that have been in the, in the army and stuff, but I never have, you know, I haven't done that, but I have had battles. I've fought battles when I had chronic illness, not just physically against my own body, but my mental health at that time the will to carry on, to have any kind of hope. We'll look at that more next week. We all fight these battles. In fact, you know, it'd be, in fact, I don't think it would be incorrect to say that, you know, many of us have been fighting battles since the day we were born, right? But what if the goal is to stop fighting, right? It's, it's not that we don't still want to win. It's not that we still don't believe in truth and growth and all of that stuff. But what if we no longer want to achieve those things in that way how would you stop that battle today now if you're that emperor of that empire the first thing that you would have to do is relinquish the original goal that you had right and that doesn't mean give up it doesn't mean that it means that now you have experienced now you have witnessed war now you've witnessed this conflict you have more information this is why the page of swords keeps coming up that beginner's mindset right we have information we have context we understand what it's cost us. We we understand what's been happening. Also, the seven of pentacles, right? This is where you evaluate. Now, if, if it's going the way you want it to, you're good. Your place is good. You're good about what you're doing out there. Everything is fine. Then you keep at it. That's patience. Keep going. We're doing good. If you are tired of what's been happening, and I, I saw this it was beautifully portrayed in a movie that I was watching with my dad. I have mentioned, I think I mentioned this on the Discord server, my dad loves kind of fighting and war movies. Like he loves the guns of Navarone and these kind of old movies. And so when he wants to watch a movie, he wants to watch something like that. But when it's a fan, when all of us are sitting around watching it, we need something for everyone. And I can't just watch, you know, relentless, just violence for the sake of violence. I need some kind of story. I need some kind of characters that I can get behind and root for and have heroes and villains and, you know, that kind of thing. I like, I like a, a richer story. So we started to watch this movie called Kandahar. I don't know if anyone's seen it. It's got that, um, I think his name's Gerard Butler in it. Really great movie. But the most impactful part of it was, and it's out in Afghanistan and it's, you know, the usual fighting that goes on. But it had elements, anyone that's watched the series The Wire, the beauty of the series The Wire was it showed you the reality from everyone's perspective. There was no black or white, right? That you you saw from a political viewpoint, people that had the best of intentions going into politics, but then 
by increments, they were corrupted by the power that they wielded, right? Within the police, within the law enforcement, you had people that were there, you know, dutiful, doing whatever, but they had their own issues. Then you had the criminals. And even from their viewpoint, right, they did some awful things, but there was a reason for it. So you got this very beautiful, nuanced, complex look. And the same thing happened in Kandahar, where you had a, a guy, I think he was on the side of the Taliban or something, and he's talking to this little kid. And the way in that scene, he portrays this kind of fatigue with the fighting. It wasn't that he didn't, he, he's talking to this little kid and he says to the little kid that, you know, why are you doing this? And the kid quotes the Quran or it's something to do with religious text. And he asked the kid, have you read it for yourself? Like he's been told that it says that, but have you read it for yourself? And what I loved about it was it wasn't about picking sides. It wasn't about that he didn't believe in what he believed in. It's just, it wasn't enough. At some point you're just, you're battle weary. You are fatigued by the fighting. It goes beyond what you're fighting for, what you're fighting against. It goes beyond that. And at some point you've just been doing it for so long that you've had enough. And you saw that throughout it. No matter where, you know, everyone had different motivations. Really a great film, even if you're not into kind of fighting and violent films. I think there was enough of kind of the human element behind it that it really spoke to me and I enjoyed that movie. Think about that for yourself and think back to how we began this season with, you know, revenge, thinking about vengeance and what justified to do this. And we might have reasons for, for doing it, but there are some things that we've been doing for so long and it could be inner exploration it could be shadow work whatever it is right and we're just tired and we realize that we have read enough books we have listened to enough teachers you know we have done everything and all of that is true it's not like none of that it you know that is false it's all true we get it we believe that we understand that but we are battle weary we're tired of the fighting. We're tired of the death and rebirth. We're tired of like, resurrecting ourselves from the death. There has to be a different way. At this point, I should add, I would love to say that I have a kind of fail safe. Hey, this is how you get everything and let's end it kind of thing, right? It's all trade-offs. It's always trade-offs. That's where we swallow both the victory and the defeat in one. Now I'm talking about this from the inner space and I'm talking about this at a kind of collective level right of literal war but consider this in terms of goals that you've set and things that you want to go for right if you've now understood that you were looking for a certain kind of partner because you were compensating for x y and z in your past or you know your value your worth you had attached to a career or an idea of a sum of money if you earn that then you're worth it right and you you've gone through so much that you understand but those don't quite hold true anymore. It doesn't mean that I don't want the career. It doesn't mean that I don't want the relationship. It doesn't mean that I don't deserve or even want the money, right? It's the meaning has changed of it. I don't need to fight in the way that I've been fighting or sacrifice myself or take the hits or take the casualties, the internal ones, right? To keep doing this. I don't, I don't need to do that. So here's what I ask you to consider. What have you witnessed? What have you seen? What knowledge do you have now? What wisdom do you have now? right? That you didn't before when you got into the fight. And that could have been 2008. It could have been 2015, 2016. That could have been when you were 10 years old. That could have been your Saturn return, like whatever timing you want to give on this. This could have been last bloody spring, right? Whatever it is. How do you win by stopping that battle right now? Now that emperor who's fighting, 
he might see it as a victory if not a single one of his people is sacrificed now if he doesn't lose another person to this war that is a victory but it may mean that he may not get that ground it may mean that instead of ruling over the next place he now has to work in a relationship with that place where we work together that's why we have trade deals and that kind of thing right now i'm asking you to do this at a personal level because if we look at this out there in the world i'm not that naive right? Just because one side stops fighting, it doesn't mean that the other side does, right? It doesn't mean that. That's the beauty of exploring this and discovering this within yourself, because you are both sides. And until we can do this within ourselves, we have no chance or no hope of doing this outside in the world. So we'll leave that for another day outside in the world, the conflicts that happen there. But we can't expect that to happen outside in the world. We can't expect one side to stop fighting the other when we can't do that within ourselves. What have you won already? And it may just be knowledge, right? The knowledge of what doesn't work. The knowledge of I'm just not built for that. I'm not that kind of a person, right? I thought I could. I thought I would be able to do it, but I'm not that kind of a person. The realisation that you're not as career-minded as you thought you were. The realisation that being alone is more of a defence mechanism, right? Than it has been a solution to anything. And you may think, you know, that, oh, but I just spent it all the time by myself. I don't really do anything. I'm just happy like, meditating. I live a very simple life. I don't do anything. Do you battle loneliness? What What are the things that you do to keep yourself occupied or to make up for not having human contact? This we do in so many different ways. And even if you say, I, I don't fight, Jay. I'm totally at peace with myself. And you may be, I don't know, right? But, you know, I'm totally at peace. I never fight anything. Do you fight the urge to fight? I think we have this amazing opportunity to understand why we do the things that we do, how our outer reactions and actions oftentimes compensate for things that we feel like we lack internally or that we don't give to ourselves internally. What can you liberate yourself from today? Too often we can just change the way that we do things, right? Um, so we change the job that we're fighting for. We change the person that we're fighting for. We change the feeling that we're fighting for, right? And I'm using fighting for on purpose. But is that good enough? Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, if we're still fighting, right? You might fight a different enemy. You might fight for a different cause, but you're still fighting. I'm not saying give up. I'm not saying don't set any, go I'm the opposite actually, where, where I kind of see this going and what kind of is born out of this is a true intention of what we want to achieve. A much purer kind of expression of who we are, how we feel, how we see ourselves, a, a much more distilled expression of our inherent value. There is more than one way to be who we are. There is more than one way to achieve what we want to achieve. And we've been looking at that theme for a very long time, the whole stuck on a truck, right? We can identify what the truck is. We can look at why, why am I still so attached to this truck? However, this is not that. This is how would walking away from that truck be a victory? How would it be a victory? What do I win by doing that? We don't ignore the fact that we'd lose a truck by doing that. We don't ignore the fact that, you know, that's, that's the eight of cups as well. In the eight of cups, he's leaving behind the eight cups. He's invested so much in his eight cups. And we've invested so much in certain things in our life. But 
it gets to a point where we do it just for the sake of doing it or we do it because it's all we know. That's the only way we know how to do this. Yet if we pause for a moment, we know that's not true. I think the invitation of Scorpio season, as always, especially the last few weeks, has been to see our own darkness, has been to see our own evil, right, within ourselves and our own ignorance. And it's difficult to look at our own ignorance, but I think it's kind of easy to admit that there's most things we don't know, that the majority of the things about the world in the world, 99.9%, none of us knows. And yet we know what we know. Now, I'm going to take us more into that kind of not knowing next week when we get into that message. You may not win, right? You may not win. You may not get the job that you want. You may not earn the money that you want. You may not get the support that you want, whatever it is, externally we're talking. How is this not a loss? How is changing it up, leaving it behind, trying a different way, speaking in a different way? That's a big theme that's been coming up. How we engage with each other, where we stop setting things up as good and evil even or light and dark knowing that everything that is light has darkness in it and everything that is dark has some lightness this is not and I said it right at the beginning right this is not some kind of it's the I mean it's not absolutism but it's also not relativism it's not about being like you know oh god nothing has any meaning it's all nihilistic and it's all no it we're finding out what has meaning to us and knowing that a lot of the time we suffer because we continue doing the things that make us suffer. And I guess part of this is where are you no longer willing to suffer? Where are you no longer willing to keep losing to yourself or to keep struggling or to keep taking these hits and these casualties? Now, part of this is about having a broader perspective. Part of this is, you know, if I say you don't know 99.9%, I'll just say 99% to keep it simple, right? you do know that 1%. How can you be more true to your 1%, your own 1%? Whether you're an expert or a polymath, as I talked about in the last talk, how do you maximize that? How do you get that to work for you? This is nine of wands. I can see all the tarot cards coming up in my head. The nine of wands is that. The nine of wands is something that you've given so much effort to, so much energy to. The nine of wands is moon in Sagittarius. That's going to happen next season. You can keep giving and you can keep giving. It's not going to make it any better. And now I've left this one kind of open-ended, right? But it's to explore that notion within yourself. It's also to get you out of the dynamic of giving up, right? We're not giving up. No, on the contrary, no. This is to move beyond that. As I was sat kind of collecting my thoughts to talk about this, I remembered an episode of Star Trek and it's this planet and it, it looks really evolved. They've got all these people on it and there's great cities and whatever. And I think it's Kirk and Spock that show up there and they are told you need to leave the planet immediately. There's a war going on, there's fighting going on. We can't guarantee your safety. And, you know, Spock's running his little thing, with the numbers on it and Kirk's like, what? There's no fighting going on. And they turn around and say, oh my God, we've just been hit by the other side. You know, they're they're at war with this other planet. There's this war that, that, you know, we've just been here and there's been like 50,000 casualties or something. And Kirk and Spot are looking at each other. They're bewildered because there has been no explosion. Nobody has died. What it turns out has happened with these two kind of warring factions is rather than spending so much money on weapons, right? And then rebuilding their cities and whatever. And they'd been at war for I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of years. They had developed this system where each side right each world i guess they each had like a number of this a list 
of all the citizens of the other place. It was a war game, but it was done on a computer. So that would be like me fighting with, I don't know, Italy, right? So I'm in the UK in Italy and I run a program, do whatever. And I say, bam, battleships, right? I've got, I've taken Rome. I've taken Rome and, you know, 50,000 people. And then 50,000 people will be like, okay, so we're dead. And they just trot into these machines where they're they're killed. You know, willingly they go into it. And they had figured out that that's the best way to do war. That's the best way that, you know, we don't destroy each other. We don't spend loads of money on weapons and stuff. This is the best way to do it. Now, you, you and I, I don't remember what Kirk said, but, the, you know, just remember it. I was thinking, no, but the problem is that you're still fighting. You've perfected the art of fighting. And I think a lot of us have done that. We have perfected this art of how we fight. So there's not as much fallout. But there is some part of us, there is some area that we still fight. We fight for meaning. We fight for significance. We fight for whatever. No matter how much we have perfected it, it's not the only way. It is the devil that whispers to us. This is the only way you can do it. This is the only way to get to that. And we'll look more at the devil when we get into Capricorn season. We're only a couple of seasons away, bloody hell, this year's coming to a close very quickly. But consider what I've said here. Consider how does it affect you? Can you identify battles within yourself? Can you identify areas? And it, you know, I've very intentionally used words like battle and fighting and factions and, you know, this kind of adversarial language. But this is more about an awareness of where we are, who we are, what we fight, what we don't fight, where we maybe should get up and fight, but we don't, right? You know, it's it's awareness of that. Why do we need to know that? Because without knowing all of that, you cannot predict the future and you are capable of predicting the future. You are capable of predicting your own future. I've often said, you've heard me say this plenty of times, what is the difference between predicting something and manifesting something? What is the difference? I don't think there's any difference. But it can be that notion of when we predict, we think it's going to happen anyway. It's knowing something that we don't have any hand in, right? But if you look at the tagline, it's, you know, the best way to predict the future is to become it. And as I said, I've said it in a couple of videos, I've said it to a few clients this past week as well, that how do we predict anything? Well, you know, that's not just an idea that is reserved for tarot readers or astrologers, right? That predicting stuff. If you look within economics, right? There are economists whose job it is to predict how the markets will go. There are people, there are companies that are built on predicting fashion trends, buying trends, right? Of predicting climate changes, you know, scientists and stuff. We've got these models of prediction and you can predict anything if you know what factors go into it. Now, where we kind of get that twisted is we try to predict what others will do. We try to predict what will happen out there in the world. Now, we can leave that to the realm of those people that think they can do that. But if we know what, you know, think about this. You can predict, right, what your health will be based on what you eat, how much you exercise, your stress levels, all of that. That's a prediction that you can make. And that is something that you have the power to influence. I mean, in a general sense, I don't mean if you've got some kind of illness or whatever, right? Then you need the help of doctors who then it's their job to predict. Well, if you take this medicine and if you do this, then X, Y, and Z will happen. But it's bringing it back down to earth. And there's that song again. Uh, there's a song by Curiosity Kill the Cat. And it came up during the reading that I did for next week, for the 20th to the 26th. And part of it is that, is that it's the marriage of heaven and earth. It's that notion of we have these big ideas. We have these notions of what is. 
these concepts of what could be, which sound magical and fantastical, and they are, but they can also be expressed in a very real practical sense. There are areas of your life right now that you can look at and you know how long you've been working on that, on that, in that area. You know what you've been doing to work in that area. And you also know what the results have been of the work that you've done. So we are making this physical. This is not just about feeling good. This is not just about, you know, going to heal another wound that we have or because uh, that stuff we will be doing forever. While we are here on this earth, while we're breathing, while we're dealing with other people, while we're walking around and all the rest of it, we'll always be doing that. But in the same way, if anyone that's ever taken like a breath works class, if you, when you learn to breathe properly, then you do it automatically, right? And, and I think a lot of us must recognize that we know how to do certain things. We know how to engage with certain parts of ourselves that we've become great fighters, great warriors, right? That we know how to fight our misery or our unhealthy habits or whatever it is, but we can keep spending all of our energy on that to keep fighting those battles or we can find another way. That is what I invite you to do. I would love it if you would share anything that comes up for you around your own life, about your own experiences, what you have been going through, how you feel. You know, I love the I statements and I love the sharing of self. I think I'm going to leave it right there. I love you guys very much. Please don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you got anything out of this. Thank you so much to everyone that donates. You truly, really help me to keep the lights on, especially now as I'm not going to be doing personal readings from the 9th of December. And remember, you can book before the 9th of December if you would like a personal session with me. Thank you. Thank you for your support, your time, your attention, working with me, your comments, all of that stuff. I appreciate all of it. I love you guys very much. I will see you next time. But that's all for now. Goodbye.